one soul ring. Uh, I think I wanted to ask Eric, I wanted to ask you about this before we started recording about like work and everything. But uh, so we can, we can talk about that after because I'm very interested in what's going on with that because sure. we're like in a, um, you know, where, where we live, we are in sort of a semi lockdown where one of the rules that we have to abide by is uh, you can only uh, physically socialize with the people that you live with. You know, if you have to go to work and things like that, that's that's allowed, and and they're they're encouraging employers that if you if employees can work from home, to allow them to work from home. And uh, I was listening to a, uh, you know, I I think it was like the the daily public health briefing that they do with uh, with uh, the the head the head doctor and uh they were one of the reporters asked you know if your people you know people have to stay at home with the people that they live with and how you know what's your advice for people basically not ending up at each other's throats because they <laughs> can't you know interact with other people they have to they have to spend time with just those people and um you know um you know Riley I know you you're you're working from home are you not or are you going into the office still uh, I'm only going into the office one day out of the week. Okay. Well, I, yeah, I'm still going to work, um, every day out of the week and, you know, we have to be very, you know, I'm being very careful. I go to dentist offices and, and things like that. So I'm very careful, but you know, my point in all this is like doing this show every week. Cause we've been doing this remotely since the pandemic started before that we would always do it, uh, in the flesh. Um, yeah. yeah. And, uh, it's much easier to edit this way. Um, but, uh, you know, like doing this show, like having this connection, um, every week is just been fantastic. It's, it's, you know, I mean, especially now that we actually aren't supposed to like legally aren't supposed to get together to play magic, which is kind of a scary thought, not because we can't play magic just because, you know, it, it almost feels like our, our rights are being infringed upon, but I don't want to get into a conversation about that. <laughs> But it's just it's just my advice to people who are having trouble being kind to the people that you live with and you need if you if you need a little something extra, um, my advice would be to just to start a podcast like anything you're passionate about. <laughs> um, just get, and, and you know people that are passionate about it. Just just get on get get on the horn and 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 start talking about it because uh, let me tell you, people will listen. Yeah, and uh, obviously, just like getting to talk with somebody about something that you like is it's a nice thing to be able to do when we have to be all locked down like this. So absolutely. Yeah. 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 Oh boy. What a time to be alive. Well, um, let's start the show. Enough about COVID. Ooh. Uh, this is turn one soul ring. Uh, I'm Kevin. Hey, I'm Eric. And I'm Riley. And today on the show, we are going to be explaining my, your lock mana burnt commander deck. Um, we weren't too excited with the Commander Precons that came out with Commander Legends for obvious reasons. So instead of reviewing or upgrading those decks like we have done in the past with the Commander Precons, and we will do in the future, um, uh, we're going to be building around some new Legends from Commander Legends over the next few weeks. So this week we're doing your lock, and in the, in the next few weeks, who knows what we're going to do? It's going to be a surprise. But... As usual, we've prepared some much-needed backstory for this legend. 
uh, we'll cover that first. Then we'll get to the deck list. We'll wrap things up today with the suggestions uh, from my co-hosts on how I could just make the deck run a little bit more smoothly. That's my favorite part, by the way, guys. Um, But before we get to that, Eric, how can listeners get in touch with us? Well, they can definitely find us over on Instagram at Turn One Soul Ring, the podcast. Uh, you can message us directly via email, uh, turn one soaring the podcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us over on YouTube. Type in turn one soaring the podcast to find us the easiest. And if you like what we're doing here, check us out. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash turn one soul ring. You know what we should get is a fax machine so listeners can send us like faxes of you know, like, pictures they like or deck lists. <laughs> you know what's crazy <laughs> um, actually is that you can just send a fax to someone. And if your fax machine isn't set up to receive those faxes in a digital form and older fax machines can't do this, you just... You just got to accept it. You just, you got to, you got to accept the cost of the paper. You got to accept the cost of the ink. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) So you just send somebody just like a black sheep. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh, Like we get, we get ads all the time. They're just ads. It's like how you get ads and emails or when you're watching YouTube channels or I have deck stacks up right now. I have an an Aveeno hand lotion ad, but you know, you get that, but it's on a fax machine and it's just ridiculous. Um, Wow. We should bring fax back. (laughs) We should make it great again. Yeah. Yeah. Make make facts <laughs> yeah. great again. So, um, right. We have the uh, we have Yurlock of Scorch Thrash. He is a new legendary from Commander Legends. He costs one and Jund, so black, red, green for a four four Vyashino Shaman. He has vigilance, and a player losing unspent mana causes that player to lose that much life. And he has an activated ability. You can pay one, tap it. Each player adds a black, a red, and a green to their mana pool. Yeah, so I uh, I wanted to build around this commander because, you know, mana burn is something that I don't think any of us had to deal with when we started no. playing. Even even me playing in the <laughs> late 90s, by by then it was, uh, it was a thing of the past. But it is a very interesting um, sort of callback to that mechanic, and it is an interesting design space for sure, even if it isn't, even if it isn't the best... Um, the, you know the most powerful commander to build around. It's it's more more of more of a fun commander. <clears throat> so uh, the Yurlock backstory here. I don't have a lot, but um, he is of course a shaman, which is what it says in his. Um, <laughs> you know, he's a Vaishino shaman, of course, and he's from the plane of Alara. So unlike the Vaishino that are found on Dominaria, which we covered in our Time Streams Explain series a few weeks ago, the Vaishino on Alara have a more crocodilian appearance, um, whereas the you know Vaishino on uh, Shiv on Dominaria, they're more. Um, uh, well, I guess it sounds silly to say, but they're more like lizard men. They look more, you know, they look more like anthropomorphized lizards where the Vaishino on Alara are, uh, there. it's, it's almost like their heads are kind of a little bit, it, it's like they have less of a neck. Um, but anyways, um, if their, mm-hmm. their culture is also a little bit different because on Alara, they form self-organized groups referred to as thrashes, which, you know, makes sense because he's of the scorch thrash. That's the name of his thrash. And, um, that is, that's the, that's what he leads that your luck is the leader of the scorch thrash. Um, uh, but uh, he's utterly fearless, which is probably why he is the leader. And he spends most of his time, his free time, hunting prey near the lava flows that cover the Jund landscape. And that's 
pretty much all I have about this guy. He's de- definitely not as... Uh, I think in terms of commander backstory, the most we've had is like... Um, is is Baron. So, you know, it's... Um, yeah. Forgive well, me if, if yeah. I can't find a lot on these guys because I think it, this is a relatively <laughs> new character. Yeah, it's already more interesting than Tulane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a lot there. There wasn't a lot there. So yeah. we've we've uh, we've now arrived at the decklist portion portion of the show. As usual, you'll be able to follow along with us as we go through the categories by using the link at the top of the show notes. Um, you know, I've been uh, I I brewed a couple of decks recently, in addition to this deck on deck stats, and um, you know, yeah, you can do the sample hand thing and and just kind of like goldfish some some hands. Um, yeah, I think something that would be helpful in that part of the um of deck stats would be like either having the commander there like the little card image of the commander just so you kind of know that it's in your hand because i think like that's how you should think about your commander or commanders if you have partners um or just like an icon that you could drift over because sometimes if it's a new deck and i'm not you know i have to reread the commander you know i'm i'm going back to the overview and you know it, it's it's nice that you can just go back to starting hand and it's it's as you left it but i just think that would be a nice little um a uh, little touch if if deck stats could do that so deck stats if you're listening we've been promoting your shit this whole time so maybe throw that on there <laughs> you know it's free advertising <laughs> I do quite like their stuff. Oh yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic yeah. uh, it's fantastic service. Absolutely, love it, love it, love it. Um, and it's a great way to keep track of your decks and well, obviously, but you know, it's like you have your account on your um, you can have it on your computer, which is really the I find the easiest way to input uh, like paper decks that I have and build decks. But then it's nice when I'm on the go and I'm not sure if I need to pick up a card for a particular deck, especially if it just got reprinted, like in Commander Legends, and I can just go and look up that deck and be like, no, nope, I already have a Lightning Greaves in there, so I don't have to pick up that card. And I know it wasn't reprinted in um, um, Commander Legends, but yeah, I'm just using that as an example. Um, anyways, uh, just thought anyways. thought that would be a nice uh, nice little helpful touch for for deck stats. But we're going to start off uh, before we get to the categories with the goal of this deck. So, um, you know, obviously I want to mana burn my opponents. So the goal of this deck is to produce as much mana for my opponents as possible. Um, with your lock on the battlefield, of course, uh, so that they take a ton of damage and ideally die. Um, I also have a couple of mana sinks as well as some combos that can also seal the deal. Not infinite combos, mind you, just 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 some combos. At least I don't think there are any infinite combos. Um, uh, part of the main goal of this deck involves uh, several global mana doublers that could also serve to cripple my game plan if they accelerate my opponent's game plan too much, which is always a risk. Um, but it might just mean that my opponents might uh, want to kill me less or 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 mess with my board less. You know, that's that's sort of the uh, risk reward of of helping your opponents in that way. So uh, let's get to the categories. So first off here, we have Recursion. In this category, we have Eternal Witness, Noxious Revival, and Regrowth, Classics. Um, So, you know, if we have Classics here, there's really nothing too spicy. Um, But I think some of the best single-target Recursion spells. Um, 
And there are a few key cards that if they are removed and put into the graveyard, we'll want to bring them back. So I chose recursion spells that could target any card. Um, so that's, that's what yeah, we have here. I don't think uh, in Commander I see Noxious Revival as much. I, even though it's pretty good yeah noxious revival is really strong in like top deck manipulation decks like mm -hmm. uh, golos for example mm -hmm. yeah um I, I mean the nice thing about it is phyrexian mana is you're not investing much mana wise uh but it does it, it is kind of like a card disadvantage um are there any like synergies that you're looking for in including it in your lock kevin um, no, like there's no real ways to like draw the card immediately. Um, no, there's, there's no synergy other than the fact that it, it just gets, it just gets whatever card I need and it's, um, and it's instant speed. So, you yeah. know, on end step, it's, it's almost like I'm drawing a card for a turn, but yeah, it, it that is, uh, it, it is a card, card disadvantage for sure. Well, yeah, if someone kills your seaborn muse, though, being able to put that back on the top of your deck to draw it next turn and get it back out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely very nice. A very nice. A very nice. A very nice. So next up, we have Mana Sinks. It, we have Exsanguinate and Torment of Hailfire. And this was kind of the category that I thought you guys might have the most uh, suggestions for, but we'll see. So um, <laughs> these are probably giving Riley it's like PTSD <laughs> flashbacks because yeah. um, our our first, our, our first Commander League. Uh, I think so many exsanguinates. so many exsanguinates, quite a few Torment of Hailfires. Um, but with with all the mana acceleration um and with all the mana burn these could these it, these spells respectively could be um the final nail in the coffin for my opponents and the nice thing about exsanguinate is it can it can bring you back from the from the brink of death especially since um your lock affects all players so you know yeah I might get a I might get hit with the with the mana burn as well. I'm gonna try not to, but I might. Yeah. So so even though these are mana sinks, they could also be potential alternate win conditions. Next up we have tutors. It's demonic tutor, gamble, grim tutor, and vampiric tutor. Uh so uh like <clears throat> much like the recursion category of this deck, these are in here just to tutor up key cards that I'm going to need and they get any card gambles, uh, just that a gamble, but, um, yeah, these, you know, I love, I love gamble though. I love seeing just like what's going to happen from the card. Cause obviously one red, you're going to search your level for a card, put that card in your hand. Then you discard a card at random. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's the, like, it's always funny to see when somebody goes for a gamble and then it's like the card you tutored is the one that you have to discard. Yeah. And then they're like, no, no, that wasn't what I tutored. No, no, that's, no. <laughs> yeah, always, I, I meant uh, to do that. Always, yeah, yeah, always say no. Always say no to the, uh, if people ask if that's what you meant to tutor. Yeah. <laughs> Man, but I, I love a good old demonic tutor. It's just oh, it's, like, it's the best. Yeah. It's so good. So good. And, Absolutely. I mean, Gamble and Demonic Tutor. I guess Grim Tutor is affordable now. Um, oh, totally. Oh, yeah. It's, it's like it's sub probably... 15 bucks. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Vampiric Tutor, I think, is still up there, but it is seeing a reprint. Yep. Yep. It is. It did um, just get reprinted. Yeah. It is. Uh, yeah. It got the uh, the Managerine uh, treatment. They're both, um, I think they're both sitting around 70 bucks right now. 
That's good. Yeah, I think it's one of the the top three most cards. I think are the Lotus, um, Vampiric, and Ma- Mandarin and Vampire. And uh, hey, everybody! All the card stores in our town are having Black Friday sales, so I bet they're having them in your town. So check it out if you need that Vampire check Tutor. It check it out. So <laughs> the next category we have here is card advantage. We have Harmonize, uh, one of my favorites. Sensei's Divining Top. Staff of Domination, Sylvan Library, and Zira Arian. It's a bit of a deep cut. Sorry, what? <laughs> it's uh, it's black, red, green for a legendary insect wizard, 1-2 with flying, and you can pay black, red, green, tap it, target player draws a card. So this is just in here, obviously for card draw, because it's in this um, section, but it's also a great way to utilize the your lock mana um, so I don't so I don't get mana burnt. I feel like I feel like you put this in there just to make me happy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. You're a like, bit. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a little bit of jank for Riley just so he can get a chuckle. <laughs> um, and I, you know, like Staff of Domination is also one of those cards that you I could have put in the Mana Sync category, but uh, you know, totally, this, totally. this category is is quite light when it comes to card draw, so I threw it in here. And you know, obviously with Infinite Mana, Staff of Domination is a is a win condition. Uh, well, it's a win condition if you have a way to win with drawing your whole deck. But um, anyways. Yeah, draw, uh, drawing your whole deck and having infinite mana available. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. hope you can win. I hope you can win. <laughs> uh, staff's also interesting since, like, again, you could be getting hit with your own mana burn. So just having something that can gain you a little bit of life mm-hmm. can, could be life-saving. Yeah. But at the, at the end of the day, you can just dump all of your mana to untap Staff of Domination like a billion times if you needed to that's fair mm-hmm. so yep. yep absolutely yeah it's a uh, and just got another reprint i can't it's like seven bucks it's it's fantastic and like rings of bright earth it's like 10 bucks it's and this is these are canadian prices everybody so <laughs> <laughs> you know it's good For those of you in the u.s yeah you know you know it's good harmonize is just one of my all-time favorite uh green cards you know just like four mana draw three cards no questions asked sometimes you just need to do that yeah it's it's always just like good (laughs) it's like middle of the road unless somebody counters it and then they're just like a horrible person that's probably gonna have nothing but bad luck after that why are are you (laughs) countering the harmonize (laughs) yeah counter what they draw yeah i mean i guess it really depends on the position they're in maybe but like in most cases, don't counter the harmonize. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Not. I don't know. Maybe that player wronged you in some way during the game. You're like, well, you're not yeah. drawing cards now. But well, it's like they attacked you with a one-one on turn two, and and you just have a, a blood out. <laughs> yeah, you gotta to let them have it. Now. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like how right. it's like in the first league how Riley tried to play enchantments, and the rest of us hate enchantments, so we just kept wiping his board. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy. Okay, so the next section here, the next category is untappers. We have instill energy, nature's chosen, seedborn muse, sword of the parents, and umbral mantle. So, um, we'll be that umbral mantle. Ideally, attaching these to all of these to your lock, except of course seedborn muse because it, it can't be attached. Um, the the auras are a nice way to tap your luck twice in a turn to get a bit more damage through to my opponents and the equipment um 
they like I, this is where like the combo portion of it comes in. Like these aren't infinite combos, but you know if if we can attach these and untap with with some mana, the the mana that that your luck produces can pay into the cost to untap these to, to pay the untap costs. And then, you know, like that, that those, that one mana cost every time we want to tap your lock goes, goes a long way. We use the mana, we don't get hit by it. And, you know, if we can do that a few times, especially on opponents turns with a seaborn muse on the battlefield, that might just be a game set match. You know what I just discovered? Hmm. Which is super weird. Instill energy. Um, so there's, like, I mean, if you look at the the printing of it, mm-hmm. uh, it says enchanted creatures unaffected by summoning sickness, which is pretty straightforward. Right. But if you read the oracle text, it says enchanted creature can attack as though it had haste, which would suggest to me that it doesn't make tapping abilities hasty. Yeah. No, right? and I think yeah. um, that is so weird. And I think that I think it does. I think Instill Energy is one of those like weird corner case cards because I used to run it in my um, uh, when I first built my Yisan deck when I was just a, a, a filthy rube. I didn't know what I was doing, and um, I I could not activate Yisan with Instill Energy. I remember. Uh, thankfully, I discovered that on my own. I didn't have somebody like Riley tell me I couldn't do it. But um, yeah, it's just one of those uh, one of those corner cases. It can attack, but I, it can't uh, activate its ability. Yeah, I mean, like the original card, um, it looks like it was printed in alpha. So the original card, like this is text on the card. You may untap target creature both during your untap phase and one additional time during your turn. Target creature may also attack the turn it comes into play so i I guess that's what the oracle text is referring to or trying to refer Mm -hmm. to because yeah some of the later printings say it the enchanted creature has haste which is which is weird well doesn't it say enchanted creature can attack as though as though it had haste yeah but i yeah why not just give it haste and like because i don't think i don't i don't think you can activate abilities and i put i put it in this deck um assuming that 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 was that that was the rule but yeah and i and like i i just found this out like this is so weird but like the oracle text reads as though you yeah if you have a, an ability you can't tap the creature with its ability the turns the turn it gets enchanted with uh, uh instill energy mm-hmm. yeah um which is super weird oh yeah the the fifth edition literally says enchanted creature is unaffected by summoning sickness yeah yeah, that's right. Funky, funky little card. We should, uh, if anybody from Wizards, if anybody from Wizards listens to this, please, uh, please help. <laughs> <laughs> judge. <laughs> yeah, this one actually might depend on the judge. We should get in touch with that guy and tell him he might have been right about something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is so weird. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, is is it is very weird. Um, but even even with the absence of like the sword or the umbral mantle, um, and uh, which are both which are both combo pieces unto themselves, um, in in the right decks, not so much in this deck, but uh, even just with like Seaborn Muse and untapping on on everybody's turn, 
uh, you can get quite a bit of damage through. But, you know, I haven't done this, but you can also build this deck to uh, help everybody out. Maybe I have done this in a, in an inadvertent way, but... Um, and we'll we'll get there. But uh, next category we have here is removal. So we have Assassin's Trophy, Beast Within, Bedevil, Chaos Warp, Crozen Grip, Terminate, and Toxic Deluge. So nice. I decided to mostly avoid board wipes with this deck. Um, and that's probably a mistake because I'm not running a lot of other creatures. Uh, and I'm running a lot of mana doublers that affect the whole board. Um, but I also thought that I'd be with, you know, in, in terms of mana doublers, I'd be recasting your lock a lot because people might not want to be, um, mana burnt so much, but we started 40 life. They might just be happy to have the mana. Um, but, um, basically we have the usual suspects here when it comes to targeted removal in these colors. And I just threw toxic delusion here because, uh, it gets around Gaddock Teague. Uh, yeah, that's fair. I mean, as far as removal spells go, like Toxic Deluge is one of the better ones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it just oh, and yeah. it just got a reprint in uh, Double Masters, Double Legends. <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, Bedevil is just one of those cards that I really uh, that I really like. Uh, I haven't seen it played a lot in Commander, but um, and it does have a restrictive cost. But it just kind of hits uh, a lot of problem cards. It would be nice if it hit an enchantment, but that, I guess that would be off color, so can't have everything. Yeah. Well, but I sometimes mean, there is like some problem artifact that you do want to get rid of, mm -hmm. and so yeah, yeah. Who knows? We might get up a devil in the future that can hit enchantments. Now that black can hit enchantments. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, you just probably lose some life. A little bit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so the next category we have here is everything hurts. We have probably the best. Category. <laughs> we have uh, we have Ankh of Mishra, Citadel of Pain, Mana Barbs, Power Surge, Rampaging Ferocidon, Sulfuric Vortex, Wound Reflection, and Zozu the Punisher. Uh, I think the name of this category pretty much sums it up. This one is all about turning lands and mana into damage for everybody. Uh, Wound Reflection also helps out with your lock damaging everybody each turn. Um, not to mention the, the just the the uh, incidental mana that people won't spend. You know, we always we always end up not being the most efficient with our mana and leaving some in the pool. And you know, your luck's gonna get you for that. Um, but uh, the, this section is also sort of like a. Um, I always try to do this with my decks. Have a um, a, a number of cards that try to replicate what my commander does. And that's, yeah. that's also what this section is for. There, there's a lot of <laughs> niche cards in here that people have probably never seen or, or maybe haven't, haven't seen in, a, in quite a while. <laughs> like uh, Citadel of Pain is a pretty interesting one. I think this one's from, it looks like Prophecy. Prophecy, yeah. Uh, it's an enchantment, two and a red. Uh, at the beginning of each player's end step, Citadel of Pain deals X damage to that player where X is the number of untapped lands they control. So whether they're tapping and floating that mana or um, not tapping, they're, they're going to be taking damage from whatever mana they don't use. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, just And then even crazier, the other one that I didn't know about, because I didn't know about Citadel of Pain. Um, <laughs> we also have Power Surge, which is two red for an enchantment. And at the beginning of each player's upkeep, 
power surge deals X damage to that player where X is the number of untapped lands they controlled at the beginning of this turn. Yeah, this was a this was a this was a deep cut for me. This was like a um this is like a keyword search for like untapped lands. I did a lot of keyword searches for this deck. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, this is a fun one. And it's it's dirt cheap. I, you know, it's like 25 cents. <laughs> that. So. Uh, but in this deck, it's great. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's so, it's so weirdly templated because it's saying like it's basically at the beginning of the upkeep, it triggers. But it like retroactively checks how many lands were untapped at the beginning of turn. Yeah. So yeah. it would have been like before the untap step. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So it, it's like just to clarify for people, like it's not yeah, it's the amount of lands that they have, but it's however many lands they had, basically at just as their turn is starting. Yes. Yeah. It is. A, yeah. It's a, it's a very weird old card that uh, yeah that that cares about that particular point in the turn. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> like Rampaging Ferocidon and Sulfuric Vortex are just to, you know, to defend against those decks that want to gain a lot of life. Um, you don't run into too many of those, but oh, I it, love Sulfuric Vortex. It, it definitely does happen. Yeah. Sulfuric Vortex is just, it does everything you want a card like this to do. It's, it's one red Redford enchantment at the beginning of each player's upkeep. It deals two damage to that player. If a player would gain life, that player gains no life instead. Just... You know, it stops the life gain and it chips away at them. Uh, and then we do have as well uh, two cards that do the same thing. Uh, Ankh of Mishra is two mana for an artifact. And then we have Zozu Punisher, which is one of anything in two red for a Goblin Warrior 2-2. Two, two. Uh, both of them, whenever a land enters the battlefield, the whichever card deals two damage to that land's controller. Mm -hmm. Well, that's for those players that are trying to put extra lands on the battlefield. You know, you got to yeah. deal with them. Yeah. But then, of course, on top on top of like tapping your lands, which is dealing damage to you uh, through Citadel Pain and Power Surge, you also have Mana Barbs where you take damage, and then even just playing lands, you're taking damage. So, and then at the end of you, at the end of each cool. player's um, at the beginning of each player's end step, Wound Reflection. Um, well, each opponent loses life equal to the life they lost this turn. So I'm fine. Yeah, and I like how it's the beginning of each end step. It's each opponent. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, next up, we have uh, the next category, extra mana. So we have uh, a new one here. We have Belbe, Corrupted Overseer, Dictate of Karametra, Eladomri's Vineyard, Heartbeat of Spring, Magus of the Vineyard, Mana Flare, Over Overabundance, and Zerte Ancient, which is a card I had never heard of before I built this deck. You know what? I, <laughs> I've actually played with... Well, with the exception of Belby, I've played with all of these cards in my uh, <laughs> um, Teamer Teamer Hugs deck. Like Overabundance was <laughs> was a classic because basically it was built around giving people as many resources as they could, you know, possibly not manage. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like cards and mana wise, and uh, Overabundance was was a lot of fun. Uh, but even like Megas of the Vineyard and. Uh, Eladomri's Vineyard, like those, those are really fun as well. Yeah, those are neat little cards, and especially just for one green for um, an enchantment or creature. Yeah, uh, both of them at the beginning of each player's pre-combat main phase, that player adds two green mana. Yeah, and I guess we should read over abundance. Uh, one red green <laughs> for an enchantment that says, whenever a player taps a land for mana, that player adds one mana of any type that land produced, and over abundance deals one damage to the player. 
So it's basically like a, a mana flare or a heartbeat of spring, but it also deals one damage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So these are all just um, symmetrical mana doublers, obviously, and hopefully, it, you know, like like Riley said, it, it'll be it'll be too many resources to manage, and uh, with your lock on the battlefield. They'll be my opponents will be taking damage, and with all the extra mana I have, I will I'll I'll try to recast your luck. This reminds me, I don't think I put a command beacon in this deck. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, okay, so let's move on to a uh, little less exciting category. This is the this is the no no we're not we're not quite there yet. This is still an exciting category. It's protection. So we have deflecting SWAT. Exquisite Blood, Glacial Chasm, Heroic Intervention, Coskin Falls, Lightning Greaves, Price of Glory, Pyroblast, Red Elemental Blast, Smoke, Swiftfoot Boots, Tectonic Instability, and Veil of Summer. Uh, so, like I said, there aren't a lot of creatures in this deck. And that's why there are a few cards in this category that help me to not die, as well as some cards that just protect my game plan, protect my board, like Heroic Intervention or Veil of Summer. Um, and uh, Coskin Falls, this was kind of a... I love it. A crossroads for me because I wasn't, you know, I was thinking, you know, I don't have a lot of creatures in this deck. I have to tap down a creature, but... You know, I have that untappers category. Hopefully, I'm going to have a way to untap. And how often am I even going to draw Coskin Falls and an, and, and oh, have totally. an untapper? So I thought it was I thought it was worth the slot. And it's just it's an amazing card. I think we um, I think we talked about this card back on our we definitely talked about this in our Homeland set review. That was a fun one. We should do another one of those uh, like retrospective set reviews. <laughs> um, like on uh, I think like Fallen Empires might be next. But uh, oh it's, it's two and two black for a world enchantment. At the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice it unless you tap an untapped creature you control. Creatures can't attack you unless their controller pays two for each creature they control that's attacking you. So it's like a it's like a propaganda effect. Yeah, so good. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's very good. Very good. One of the one of the yeah, Homelands all stars. And of course, we have one of the new Commander All-Stars, the Deflecting Swat. Um, just a great little free spell. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good it's, way to move targeted removal away from your lock. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's tuned red for an instant. If you control a commander, you may cast the spell without paying its mana cost. You may choose new targets for target spell or ability. Um and uh, I have exquisite blood in here. I didn't do the full exquisite blood uh, sanguine bond thing. Um, but uh, I just thought it was a good way to just bolster up my life while, while everybody is is losing life. Um, well, yeah, you're burning away their life the whole game, mm-hmm. so this is a great card <laughs> to include. Yeah. And I see you've got the uh, classic Price of Glory um, and uh, Seedborn Muse combo going here. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah that that can be risky <laughs> but it's can, definitely it, one, one way to punish people for for playing at instant speed 
Yeah, and again, again, I was thinking more like, how often am I going to have them both on the battlefield at the same time? But yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's definitely <laughs> it definitely does happen, and um, it, it it is definitely risky. And um, everybody listening at home, like, don't don't be as as risky as me. Yeah, for so sure. So, Price of Glory uh, says uh, two to red for an enchantment that says whenever a player taps a land for mana, if it's not that player's turn, destroy that land. <laughs> It's pretty good. Have you guys seen the price of this card lately? It's like $12. Oh, really? Oh, dang. Yeah, uncommon from Odyssey. My goodness. People got to get their land destruction fix. Oh, they sure do. I can't imagine what the foil costs. Oh, boy. Um, So uh, one last card I wanted to uh, spotlight in this category was Smoke. Uh, I I had yeah. never heard of this card before, but it's it's red red for an enchantment. Players can't untap more than one creature during their untap steps. So I thought this was really great from uh, stopping myself from being attacked while piloting this deck because I get to untap your lock, but you know that's it, and and everybody else gets to untap one creature. And unless it's a big scary yeah. like Merit Lage token, I'm probably okay. Yeah, for sure. Classic from. Uh... Uh, my experience in playing Chandelar. Yeah. (laughs) Good, good, good Chandelar callback. Uh, Yeah. I have to say, actually uh, the inclusion of smoke is really awesome. I didn't know this card existed. I think it works really well for what your deck is trying to do. So, yeah, I know. I get, and it's also a super cheap card. Like I think, I think smoke is definitely a, not even an underplayed card in commander. It's like an unknown card. I think you should be picking up some smokes. I bought a play set. So, Check it out. Well, usually, usually if you have red, you're trying to be aggressive, and if, but you can only untap one creature. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not that's yeah. not ideal. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess it could be good in an aggressive deck um, if you're making a bunch of hasty tokens and you just want to keep everybody else's stuff tapped down. Yeah, yeah that's that's fair. Yeah. Um, definitely do it that way. So let's move on to the penultimate category. Here we have uh, ramp. So uh, we have ramp. A ramp. We have Arcane Signet, <laughs> Golgari Signet, Gruel Signet, Horizon Signet. Sorry, Horizon Stone, <laughs> Mana Crypt, Nature's Lore, Rakdos Signet, Soul Ring, Talisman of Impulse, Talisman of Indulgence, Talisman of Resilience, and the newly reprinted Three Visits. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. First time we're seeing it in one of our deck decks. What a great card. <laughs> so good i'm so glad it's not 60 dollars anymore yeah it doesn't need to be 60 (laughs) dollars there was no we just like we really didn't have an effect like this either ever so it's really nice well nature's lore (laughs) (laughs) it's three it's three it's it's three visits lore Yeah, it's just it. It is. It, it, yeah, Eric. What to to your point? It is nice to have this um, th- this redundancy again in in the in the hands of the peasants that play commander. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, we just have. Uh, you guys know me. I like to keep it pretty tight. I like Horizon Stone, especially in this deck, because um, well, Horizon Stone is five for an artifact. If you would lose unspent mana, that mana becomes colorless instead. So. That again helps to uh, keep me alive with with your luck and to just hang on to that mana to use later, maybe to dump into a a um, umbral mantle untapping scheme. Um, 
that's definitely like uh, Horizon Zone is like the perfect pair for Yearlock. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. Like really in the art for his card, he should be holding that in his hand. Yeah, he, he definitely should be. Yeah, that's actually that's a, I think that's a missed opportunity. Definitely. <clears throat> but yeah, just just a, just a bunch of two two mana um, uh, ramp here one one and two and a little bit of zero with uh, with with mana crypt. Um, but that 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 particular card mana crypt is definitely driving the overall um, is is a big driver in the price of this deck on deck stats and you definitely don't have to run that if you don't have one but if you want to make yourself one and your buddies don't mind you can do that too i wouldn't mind if i was playing with you um oh boy so uh the last category we have here is lands we've got 32 of them if you can believe it i know it's low but uh we have ancient tomb arcane Lighthouse, Blood Crypt, Bloodstained Mire, Bajukabog, Beseju, who shelters all. That's for the uh, um, Exsanguinate and Torment of Hailfire, because you know yeah. you know it's going to get countered. Uh, Cabal Coffers, <laughs> Castle Lockthwain, a little bit of card draw. Um, Command Tower, we have Seven Forests, Carplusion Forest, Lanamore Wastes, Luxury Suite, Five Mountains, Overgrown Tomb, Spire Garden, Stomping Ground, Swamp, Undergrowth Stadium, Urborg, Tomb of Yogmoth, Verdant Catacombs, and Wooded Foothills. So another thing that's driving the overall price of this deck is this land base. You don't, I mean, you're in green. You really don't need to run fetch lands. Uh, certainly not enemy fetch lands because we know those are the pricey ones. I have Arcane Lighthouse in here because I am running a lot of target removal and I thought it would be helpful in that regard. Arcane Lighthouse, I feel, is also a very underplayed card because you can use it politically to to remove Hexproof or Shroud from an opponent's creature that then another opponent who may be your ally can then remove that card. So I, I feel like we should be seeing this card a lot more in the battlefield. I agree with you. And uh, Cabal Coffers and Urborg, also a great way to accelerate our mana and can potentially help us with those uh, Yurlock um, equipment uh, untap shenanigans. Yeah, so nothing uh, no, nothing too spicy here. Probably should put a Command Beacon in here, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's cheap. It's cheap. I will say the, uh, the Bajuka Bog with the Urborg uh, in this deck is a risky play since there's not too many other swamps. Um, definitely interesting because Herborg, uh, the bad thing about Cabal Coffers is obviously it doesn't tap for any mana by itself. Yeah, yeah, and there aren't, uh, yeah, there aren't, uh, you know, besides the duels and the one swamp, there aren't a lot Wh- of which doesn't tap for a mana. Cabal Coffers, you have to pay two and tap yeah, it to add yeah, a swamp on its own, for each unless unless Herborg is on the oh, battlefield yeah, okay. and then and then it does, but yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, when Herborg's out, oh. It's good shit. Yeah, so I think maybe, and 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 we might talk about this, but I think maybe in the uh, in the ramp category, or or maybe more more likely in the tutors category, it might it might be good to run a um, you know like a Sylvan scrying or uh, just good old fashioned expedition map. Ooh, you know what? Uh, crop rotation, but uh, I don't know how many lands Ooh. I want to be sacrificing. We're gonna have to see. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you know, now we're at, uh, well, my favorite part of these episodes where my co-hosts have prepared lists of cards that would be good inclusions uh, to this deck, and they might shout at me about some cards that I should just straight up take out of this deck. Um, but just, just to make it run a bit more smoothly, so we're gonna get to them. Um, all right, cool. so... Uh, 
I'm ready. <laughs> we can start the uh, the honorable mentions uh, portion of this Dexplained episode. So uh, who uh, who wants to go first here? Or no, we uh, we yeah we'll go first, but then you guys can just uh, take turns. I don't remember how we do this. It's been a while. Yeah, I think Eric and I talked about it a little bit, and uh, we'll we'll just kind of go back and forth, uh, kind of following along Great. with your sections that you've outlined. Uh, but before Great. we jump into it, I d- just did want to note that mm. uh, there are a lot of similarities with a deck that I played and I referred to it earlier as the Teamer Hugs deck that look to give people a lot of resources. And uh, in my experience, giving people more resources than they expect leads to long games. <laughs> <laughs> so that's just a, a warning for folks out there. Like if you want to take this kind of deck for a spin, uh, like be prepared that this deck might lead to some weird chaotic games and uh, uh who knows like this game this deck has more of a win condition than my deck did my deck was literally just intended to, to give people resources so <laughs> it didn't really have much of a strong win condition aside from beating somebody in with a, a maelstrom wanderer um, <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah i just thought i would mention that Okay, that's a good, uh, that's a cautionary tale for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so I think my list is a little bit longer than Eric's. So I'll I'll start us off. Great. Um, under the recursion category, one card that I thought might be worth considering, because you brought up Command Beacon a few times, but we also talked about Noxious Revival, and this card, Road of Return, might be the kind of card that you're looking for. So, Road of Return, it's two green, so green, green, for a sorcery that says choose one, return target permanent card from your graveyard to your hand, or put your commander from your hand, uh, sorry, from the command zone to your hand, uh, and you can also entwine it for two generic mana to get both of those effects. Yeah, that's, uh, this is, uh, is this, is this for, uh, specifically oh. from a commander set? I would, I would think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this was uh, the card that I had in my, uh, was it Kadena? The Slicking oh, okay. Sorcerer. Slicking Sorcerer, yeah. Oh, yeah. that deck. Oh my God. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. <laughs> Do you still have that together? Uh, no, I, I took it apart because uh, there was some, I think I had like a Demonic Tutor in there and a couple other pricey cards that I wanted to repurpose. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice, good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's 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 definitely great included, and that that kind of versatility is is really going to come in handy. And uh, and to everyone listening, uh, we'll have all these cards in the, in the maybe board section, so that that when you're listening to this, you can uh, you can go look at that when you get to this part of the episode. But don't look at it uh, when you start the episode because that's it's just, <laughs> spoilers. It's just going to ruin it for you. Don't ruin it. <laughs> We should have put a spoiler at the beginning. <laughs> I, I'll uh, I can I, I can uh, I can do that. I'll do like a spoiler uh, at the top of the show notes. Like spoiler, don't <laughs> like disclaimer. Please please don't ruin it for yourself. Yeah, man. Imagine putting spoiler warnings at the end of things. Oh, that's just that's just that's just a slap <laughs> in the face. Yeah. yeah <laughs> spoiler. Face. Got you. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. So uh, the first card I'll talk about is one that I don't think really. I don't know where I would put this um but this is an interesting artifact so it's called mana web and so it costs three mana 
And whenever any land target opponent controls is tapped for mana, tap all lands here she controls that can produce any type of mana that la that land can produce. And it's actually been <laughs> um, the like the oracle text is uh, whenever a land an opponent controls is tapped for mana. So it's it's uh, it's it's not it's oh, not target. target. Yeah, it's so it's it's just yeah. it's just anybody. Um, and uh, yeah, this is the um, yeah, this is actually a fantastic card because you, you just yeah, get the, you just get to, the, to tap down um, a lot a lot more lands and add a lot more mana to their mana pool that they can't necessarily use and have to get burnt by. Yeah, yeah. So it's like later in the game when you still have like smaller stuff to cast, but not as many cards in hand. It's like you're gonna have to tap a lot of mm -hmm. your lands if this is on the battlefield. Yeah. So if this Ouch. is on the battlefield, just for people playing against it, uh, I think my my tip would be to have a plan with your turn. Because <laughs> <laughs> you'll have an opportunity to tap your lands for mana, uh, and, and then this will resolve and tap everything else. But uh, if you just start playing normally and then get screwed by this, it's you're gonna have a bad time. <laughs> but but otherwise you don't need to have a plan for for what you're doing only if mana web is on the battlefield do you need a plan <laughs> yeah like if there's no mana burn like you can just tap all your stuff anyways and just play out your yeah. cards but it's the big thing when you're trying to get the mana burned mm -hmm. yeah absolutely uh next up on my list uh moving on to mana sinks here um mm. first card on my list for mana sinks is good old walking ballista Okay. So, I mean, an oldie, good, but a goodie. A walking Ballista is XX for a zero. It's not that old. <laughs> an XX for a zero, zero. Enters the battlefield with X plus one, plus one counters on it. And you can also pay for to put a plus one, plus one counter on it. And as an activated ability, you can remove a plus one, plus one counter from Walking Ballista to deal one damage to any target. So just a nice little versatile mana sink that either you can upfront sink mana into it or throughout the game sink mana into it which i think is something that uh might be challenging with with a big splashy card like exsanguinate or torment of hailfire is if the game continues then you don't really have the ability to sink more mana into it but uh walking ballista gives you a little bit more flexibility yeah and that is that is the 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 nice thing about it for sure yeah love yeah love being able to like, ping things off is always yeah, good absolutely oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the, no, and there's so many little, there's so many little ping targets in this format. The, the second <laughs> mana sink I have here, uh, it's an interesting one, but definitely a mana sink. It's Necrogenesis. So for black and a green, you get That's... an enchantment, and the enchantment has an activated ability of two generic mana to exile target creature card from a graveyard and create a one-one green sapperling creature token. So it's just straight up generic mana sink uh just to get some targeted graveyard removal and to get a little body out of it because i definitely noticed that the deck is creature light so just having a little chump blocker here and there might mm. actually be valuable yeah and it'll and it would also help with the uh cost can falls um upkeep cost oh yeah so that that is very yeah. helpful yeah very very cool card never i've never seen this card before but and you know i i love a mana cost and a colon next to it, it that's just <laughs> that just puts a <laughs> smile on my face good stuff yeah so i'll throw in this one for the card advantage uh this is an interesting uh newer card uh so we have uh valakut awakening slash valakut stoneforge Nice. So you could also 
replace just one of the mountains with this technically because you can play it um as the valicate stone forge as a tapped red mana mm -hmm. yeah but the instant side of it you can put any number of cards from your hand on the bottom of your library then draw that many cards plus one so you get to draw one extra but it's also like if we have a bunch of cards we're not really looking for right now uh, we can definitely uh, churn through our deck a little more and draw one extra hey and then i could just noxious revival it back to the top of my library and then draw it <laughs> and play it as a red mana source hey <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I i like it <clears throat> i like it a lot yeah it's uh that's a very i mean this this whole cycle of cards is just why why didn't they do this 15 years ago this seems like a no-brainer I think Mara, yeah, the NDFCs are pretty sweet. Yeah, I think Mara wanted to do something like this 15 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> now it's just his his crazy like his powerful. crazy ideas are coming to fruition. <laughs> Finally, he's he's a, he's a, he's a, he's acquired enough power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up on my list, I'm looking at untappers here. So, for untappers, mm. I've got thousand year elixir. So, Thousand Year Elixir is three mana for an artifact. It says you may activate abilities of creatures you control as though those creatures had haste. And you can pay one and tap it to untap target creature. So, just a, a nice little um, option to get your luck to work the turn he comes down and uh, also get an extra activa activated ability out of him. Yeah, and this is kind of a... Uh, the, the wording on this is kind of a... a like an, an opposite of, uh, not an opposite, but more, I guess I'm not sure, but it's like, um, instill, instill energy. Was that the card where it's like, it gives them, it gives them haste, but they can't activate abilities. This is like, it, it gives yeah, them yeah. haste, but they can activate abilities and they can't attack. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is a fantastic card. I don't know if we included this in our, um, live deck build, uh, for the Krajfather. father, but this would be a great card in that deck if we if we didn't mention it. And I'm certainly not going to go back and listen to it to find out. So <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure we can do it. But the the crush deck that I built has thousand year elixir in it. So <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sh that I'm sure we brought it up because that that otherwise that would be a huge oversight. <laughs> All right, Eric, go again, Riley. Oh, you want me to go again? Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> you have twice as many cards, I think. <laughs> All right, next up, everything hurts. This is a fun, uh, fun section here. So, uh, f first card on my uh, everything hurts section is Stone Shaker Shaman. So it's two and a red for a one-one human shaman, and it has this ability that says at the end of each player's turn, that player sacrifices an untapped land. Oh, ouch! Ugh. So it, it's Yikes. it's kind of like one of these. Uh, incentives if you will to make people tap out um because nobody really wants to be <laughs> sacrificing lands at the end of their turn so uh just a nice little creature uh, though in its worst case scenario you can jump with it if you need to um but otherwise it's a a, a nice incentive to get people to use their mana or not use their mana and get burned by it i actually like this better than like i could see swapping um price of progress out for this because it, it has this it has a similar effect and i think people are going to be more likely to tap all their land so they don't have to sacrifice them as opposed to leaving the mana up and having the ability to counter a very devastating play or spell 
and yeah. lose those lands because they get to decide at that point. This takes it doesn't take the decision out of the equation, but it takes their ability to counter spells out of the equation because you just I mean, unless we have like unless we're talking like force of will or pact of negation. Um but yeah, I could really see swapping swapping those two out. This is a fantastic card. Nice. Yeah, that works really well with everything. I did it. You did it. <laughs> Actually, I've been watching a lot of uh, Dora the Explorer with Violet, and I think that's my favorite song. The, the like, we did it, we did it, we did it, yeah. And then they start singing in Spanish, and that's where they lose me. But it's a great song. <laughs> there you go. There's there's your song recommendation for the episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, I also have a card for Everything Hurts. Uh, this guy kind of amplifies what everything is kind of doing. Uh, so we have Torbranth. Thane of Redfell. Mm. So if a red source you control would deal damage to an opponent or a permanent an opponent controls, it deals that much damage plus two instead. Uh, as we can see, uh, most of the cards in the Everything Hurts section is red. Plus, we have um, Earlock has Vigilance, so you can always get in and attack with mm-hmm. him. Uh, that also makes Torbrand put the plus two on there as well. Yeah, and like all these little bits of damage don't seem like much, like you know the plus two damage, but it it does add up. And I can tell you from, uh, um, you know, if you've never played against like a, uh, oh, what's his name that uh, that kicker gruel deck that you have, Riley uh, Halar. Halar, yeah, like that. You know, it doesn't see he doesn't seem very threatening. Like, well, they don't seem very threatening, but. Um, it is it is very like it adds up quick and you're like looking at your life total and you're at you're at 15 life and you're like i was just at 40 life what happened and you're like i just won the game <laughs> it's done so it doesn't just play draft just, chat yeah yeah exactly <laughs> um but but yeah it does uh it it does it does creep up on you especially with those uh with those shock lands getting at you and I think like mana barbs is the one with uh, it's like now tapping a land and taking three damage yeah. for a tap land. That yeah, sucks. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. <laughs> that's. <laughs> I mean, what, one thing to note is is that your locks uh, mana burn ability is loss of life, so it, it won't. Yeah, so that won't work. It won't work with Torbrand there, but for sure it, you can still smack somebody in the face with your lock. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, definitely a solid include, especially with mana barbs. I love that uh, that synergy. Just like <laughs> tapping a lens three damage. Oh, it's so good. It actually even works with overabundance as well because that's red mm-hmm. too. Yeah. yeah, and Citadel of Pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, ouch! All right, the next one on my list for everything hurts is War's Toll. Oh so, yeah. War's Toll, um, originally from Dissension. Uh, three and a red for an enchantment, and it says, whenever an opponent taps land, uh, taps a land for mana, tap all lands that player controls. And if a creature an opponent controls attacks, all creatures that opponent control attack if able. So just another... All or nothing, always. Yeah, all or nothing. <laughs> Basically, just ma- make your decision now. Either you got to float all that mana now or, you know, regret it later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I um I run this in my Zoncha deck and and like both um stipulations are 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 more applicable in that deck because like I both want to induce combat and I want to deprive people of uh their ability to cast spells when it's not their turn. Um but yeah, th- this is this is this is fantastic. Um just just for the first part, I mean the the inducing combat is um is definitely secondary, but 
yeah, forcing forcing people to make that decision to tap all their lands is really what this deck wants to do because like we've mentioned multiple times, it's not creature heavy. I don't have a lot of ways to defend my life total, but um yeah, this is definitely uh uh would would be uh would be a great include. And it, and hey, it was reprinted in Battle Bond. All right, final one in my everything hurts category is Rurikthar the Unbowed. So Rurikthar, not really necessarily in the whole mana burn theme, but definitely in the theme of hit your opponents in the face if they do something. Um, <laughs> oh, I remember this card. Yeah, four red green for a 6-6 six, six legendary ogre warrior. He's got vigilance, reach. Rurikthar the Unbowed attacks each combat if able, and whenever a player casts a non-creature spell, Rurkthar deals six damage to that player. Ooh, ouch. So get wrecked. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. and then yeah, like yeah, that this just this just adds to the um just the, the the chip damage kind of strategy of this deck. Um oh, yeah. and it it, it 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 is a good defender because it does have vigilance, so so that's definitely nice. Vigilance and reach. Yeah, this is this would be a and with, with all that extra mana, it's it wouldn't be that difficult to cast i uh i like it a lot i thought it was the unbound but it's the unbowed he's he will he's he will not bow yeah he's bows to no he's one. got vigilance yeah he can't bow he can't bow <laughs> and he's got reach so he's, he's always like reaching up and stuff yeah he's you like, can't oh, bow if you're reaching that's a that's an oxymoron yeah silly man okay sounds like we can move on to extra mana oh yeah so the one that I really like because we already have Umbral Mantle in the deck. Let's throw in some infinite combo. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So Leyline of Abundance. Uh, obviously, if it's in uh, the beginning, if it's in your opening hand, you may have it on the battlefield at the beginning. Uh, but Leyline of Abundance, whenever you tap a creature for mana, add an additional uh, green mana. Oh, that's greasy. I like it though. That's good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> so obviously, <laughs> we can infinitely give people mana using your lock when abundance is out, uh, and that can happen as early as turn five, with no ramp. If you have ramp, it's even earlier. Nice. Yeah. Or if this is in your opening hand, get out of the way. Yeah. Like and, it's on the battlefield. Ramp. Get some ramp. Umbral mantle turn two. Your lock turn three. Lack <laughs> God hand. Get wrecked. Yeah. 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 <laughs> 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 this spicy. this deck just went from a trap to I think a uh, a CEDH tier one deck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't go that far, but you know, it's it's definitely it, it definitely seems spicy. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna leave smoke in. I'm gonna leave smoke in. I don't think we're quite oh, there yeah. yet. Smoke smoke is really cool. Yeah. Smoke's good. I love that card. Yeah, and with Rurik Thar, like he doesn't tap anyways. Yeah, no, he's go. yeah, he's unbowed. Yeah, yeah, Bob's your uncle. <laughs> My card in this category for extra mana is Shizuko, Collar of Autumn. So Shizuko is a legendary snake shaman uh, for one green green. It's a two three. It says at the beginning of each player's upkeep, that player adds green 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 to his or her mana pool. This mana doesn't cause mana burn until end of turn. This mana doesn't empty from that player's mana pool as uh, phases end. But notably, the Oracle text doesn't reference that mana burn. And you could also argue that uh, 
uh, Yurlok's ability is not technically mana burn because mana burn is no longer a rule. So right. even the reference would be irrelevant. Um, but fortunately... The yeah, because now it's just saying losing unspent mana. Yeah. Yeah, so fortunately the Oracle text clarifies that in, in getting rid of that mana burn statement. Mm. Um, so yeah, this is just kind of like Eladomri's vineyard kind of style of effect where it's right. giving your opponents extra green mana to play with and uh, hopefully they don't have a way to use it because at the end of turn it will cause three damage yeah let's hope they don't have a way to use it that's the whole thing with this deck just let's yeah. can we just please let me enjoy yeah. this and hope you don't have a way to use the mana <laughs> <laughs> okay so the last card i got um also gets extra mana but it can protect uh ourselves in a way as well uh but it's the good old omnath locus of mana nice so two of anything in a green for a one one you don't lose unspent green mana as steps and phases end and uh that can really start to get out of control if we have the Elder Armies Vineyards or Magus of the Vineyards on the battlefield, because then that's just extra mana that if we can't use it, it'll just keep stacking. Yeah, and and again, like that sort of lends itself to what I was talking about with um, uh, with the Umbral Mantle or the sort of the parents, and you know, just having that one extra mana to untap multiple times in a turn. Like if if you get a few. Um, rounds like adding that green mana to your mana pool like that that in and of itself could be a, a win condition yeah yeah i like that i like that include a lot og omnath before he got broken og omnath yeah <laughs> for protection i i hope this doesn't come as a surprise to you guys uh but my suggestion is elephant grass i was gonna wonder <laughs> if you're gonna say it <laughs> So Elephant Grass, I've, I've covered it in the past, but it's a green mana for an enchantment. It's a cumulative upkeep of one. And it says black creatures cannot attack you, and non-black creatures cannot attack you unless their controller pays an additional two for each attacking creature. So just kind of a, another kind of propaganda effect. Um, Kevin mentioned it when we talked about, uh, what is it? Cusco Falls. Falls. Or, yeah. Yeah. Um, similar kind of effect uh, mm -hmm. obviously it hoses black creatures for whatever reason <laughs> <laughs> but uh uh it, it's it's such a nice card like honestly mm -hmm. it you you drop it the turn that it really matters and it's it's gonna put in work it's gonna just like deter people from attacking you for a round or two as long as you can keep it around and usually that's all you need it for um so yeah just a personal favorite mm-hmm Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely an underplayed card. And I think, you know, just a lot of people haven't haven't heard of this card. You know, we're, we're trying to help them with that. Exactly. Yeah, that's what we're here for. That's right. Then here we're going to cap it off with the other section because I didn't know where to I didn't know where to put this one. <laughs> the other section. <laughs> We've got City of Solitude. So for two and a green, you get an enchantment that says each player may play spells and abilities only during his or her turn. Oh, so, yeah. This is on the reserve list. Yeah. Basically, it uh, uh, makes it so that people can only do stuff on their turns. So if you want to give them a bunch of mana on your turn, then they're not going to really be able to do much with it. 
Yeah, and uh, it's it's um, like Dosa and the Falling Leaf is sort of uh, like a functional reprint. It's a uh, one and two green for a legendary human monk. Players can cast spells only during their own turns. Yeah. Yeah. But this is better because it's an enchantment and it's two and a green, so it's easier to cast, especially in a three-color deck. And it covers abilities. And it covers abilities. Yeah. There Classic. Yeah. Bam. Fantastic. Fantastic Bam. include. Because um, I'm not going to be casting spells on other people's turns. Yeah, why would you? No, I just, I just want to. I just, I just want to win. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. of course. Well, I had Seaborn, but I got Price of Glory. I can't be doing anything with it. All right. So, uh, well, you know, first of all, thanks for the suggestions, guys. This is always, uh, it's, it's always a lot of, it's always a lot of fun. Um, and uh, with that, we're going to bring this episode to a close. We are, we'll be back uh, deck splitting a couple more Commander Legends legends over the next couple weeks. Um, so stay tuned for that. I think I mentioned that at the top of the show. Thank you for listening. And Ainsley, thank you for the work that you do for us. Uh, feel free to comment or DM us uh, about this deck or any other deck that we've covered and let us know. Uh, what you would add that's probably the most fun and uh, you can find me on Instagram at command beacon uh, Riley what's a better um, uh, social media outlet for you like Instagram or Twitter well either or I, I check them both um, oh, you check I them personally both, I, I, I use Twitter a little bit more often for magic content yeah um, but you know like in the blue moon that I do post something like I if I have a picture to share, it's nice to use Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah, and and where and where can everybody find you on the, on those particular platforms? Yeah, so you can find you can find me on Twitter at Riles Dayton, and then you can find me on Instagram at Riley underscore Dayton. That's right. Um, all right, everybody. Well, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for checking out the deck list on deck stats. Throw it a like or give us some karma or whatever the hell it is. And we <laughs> will uh, we'll be back next week with another deck tech because we're very excited about Commander Legends. But until then, we'll, we'll say bye-bye. Bye-bye. See you later. Turn one, soul ring.